Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I am Katie, your host, and I am thrilled to have you with me today. So today we're going to be talking about striking the leadership synergy, excelling as both a manager and a mentor. And we all know that I'm super passionate about mentorships. So let's dive in. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. In the fast-paced and ever-evolving landscape of today's professional world, it's become increasingly apparent that the younger generation doesn't just need a manager. They need a manager and mentor combo. It's not about someone barking orders and checking off tasks. It's more about forging a genuine connection. So picture this with me. A mentor who not only aligns goals and provides guidance, but genuinely invests in building relationships. Relationships. It's about understanding that success isn't just about hitting targets. It's about growing together. This new sort of paradigm isn't just about the work. It's about personal development, skill enhancement, and creating an environment where both parties thrive. So today's leaders, please take note It is time to be more than just a manager. It is time to be a mentor that the next generation craves, someone who fosters growth, inspires, and builds lasting connections. Wearing both hats as a manager and mentor requires a nuanced sort of approach to leadership. While managers typically typically focus on overseeing tasks, projects, and performance, mentors are more concerned about the personal and professional development of their mentees. Here's a deeper exploration of how to successfully navigate these dual roles so that you can be successful and help your team learn and grow. And if you you hear those little pitter-patter feet, that is my dog walking by. He's adorable. So, you know, I just can't even imagine a world where managers weren't taking on some element of mentorship, right? Because I am a firm believer in anyone who's worked with me for any period of time has heard me say it, their success is my success. My success is my boss's success. We feed off of each other. And so this is so, so important to really build and cultivate these relationships because if your team members are succeeding, you are succeeding. So Let's start by diving into understanding the managerial role. Responsibilities. As a manager, your primary responsibilities revolve around achieving organizational goals, managing team performance, and ensuring tasks are completed efficiently, okay? But a leadership style, you need to adopt a leadership style that combines authority and support, clearly communicating expectations, providing feedback, and ensuring the team is aligned with the organizational objectives. We are going to go so much farther as a team if we are aligned in our vision, in our goal, and in what we want to accomplish. Accomplish. So it's so important to be mindful of this and really, really leaning into that type of leadership style where you can be authoritative and supportive at the same time. Now, 
this is no easy dance because it can be hard when you have to go and give constructive feedback. And depending on the person receiving it, you're going to have to change how you deliver it. But just keep that in mind because it's so, so important to make sure that you are giving those clear expectations, that feedback, and really, really making sure that everyone is in, in line and wanting to do the same thing. Number two is embracing the mentoring role, building relationships. This is a big one. As a mentor, your focus shifts to building a trusting and supportive relationship with your mentee. Understand their career aspirations, their strengths, and areas of improvement. This is so, so important because if you have a team member who really, let's let's start with like a small business. You have a team member who's really doing like the graphic design and kind of the media content, but they want to grow into more of an administrative role. You want to build out their position to support those aspirations and help them learn and grow. And on the opposite side of that, if you have someone who's really strong administratively, you don't want to only play into their administrative role if they want to learn about graphic design or social media management or marketing or whatever. You want to understand what their aspirations are so that you can help them build and grow off of that. And also a lot of it is like just learning what their strengths are and taking those transferable skills and applying it in other areas to help them meet those aspirations. And so within this point, we want to talk about guidance and development, providing guidance on a career development, offering insights based on your experiences and help the mentee navigate those challenges, encourage them to take ownership of their professional growth. I try I try to do this at work with my team members. I want to give them the feedback, but I want to help them navigate challenges. So I try to support them by being like, I get it. Here's an experience that I've seen that I've had that happen. And here's how you can do better. So an example of this would be managing up. I have a pretty busy schedule most days at work, and I live a pretty rapid-paced life. Now, one thing I want to be clear about, and it's something that I probably will do a complete episode on it, but is our word choices. I don't like being busy. I like being productive. There's two huge differences between those, or those are two huge different things. So being productive means I'm checking off the boxes. I'm getting stuff done. Boom, 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 boom. Being busy means I'm just needing to move and be engaged. And I don't need to be busy. I love resting. I love slowing down and enjoying life, but I also love being productive. So the difference there for me is that I want to be doing stuff because I want to make an impact. I want to make a difference and I want to make a change. Okay. Not that I just want to be busy to be, to be busy. So with that, I'm a busy gal and my boss is a busy man very busy man. He's got a lot of things on his plate. And so I had to learn quickly how to manage up, how to advocate for myself and how to, as gently as I can say it, demand his time. So if I need to talk to him, I manage up. I get on his schedule. I make it easy on him so that he doesn't have to remember to follow up with me so that he doesn't have to remember to check in with me. I advocate for myself and kind of demand that attention. And so one thing that I try to encourage my team members to do is demand that attention. If they say, hey, Katie, I want to have a touch base with you. And can we do it in the next week or two? Sure thing. Yeah, absolutely. Put it on my calendar. Make it happen. Manage up. Get that going so that it alleviates that from me so that I can make you a priority. Now, 
you absolutely want to make your team members a priority. And it is so, so important to make sure that you're slowing down and giving them the time that they need. Because as a manager, again, I said this earlier, you don't want to just bark orders at people. You want to be available to your team members. And by being available to them, that means that you're making them a priority. You're being a resource for them and you're helping them grow. And that's kind of that mentor piece. But It's not always realistic when we're living a busy, crazy, hectic life. I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. I have a dual title at my job. I wear a lot of hats and do a lot of things. And as all of you know, I work in HR. So a lot of what I do also entails people just dropping in on me to ask a question or to check in or because they need a listening ear. And so that can cut into that downtime that I might have. And then it takes away from the opportunity that my team members would have that time with me. So even if it's just a cool casual chat, I ask my team members to put in my calendar and we have a closed door conversation so we don't get interrupted. So it's things like that that are so important so that you can help them navigate those challenges. So for all of that that I just went on that big tangent for, that was just an example of how I can help my team members see the challenges, navigate them and overcome them. But a big thing is teaching your mentee, your team member to advocate for themselves, to manage up and to just just be able to take kind of um, what's the buggy by the, uh, the buggy by the carriage. What am I talking about? The horse by the reins. Ah, my husband and I were talking last night and I messed those things up all the stinking time to the point that last night when we were talking, we were talking about the jury being in or out. And I was like, well, the jury's still in on that one. And he's like, I think you mean out. And I was like, gosh, darn it. I knew that it was jury still out, but then I know I always get them wrong. So I said it the opposite. Anyways, I digress. So again, just to recap on that one, since I was very long-winded, embracing the mentoring role by building relationships and really helping shift the focus onto building trust, supportive relationships, and just helping your mentee feel that relationship and helping acknowledge their career aspirations, leaning into their strengths and areas of improvement, and helping them grow. So the guidance and development of this is providing that guidance on their career development, offering insights based on their experiences, and just helping them navigate those challenges, which was my analogy there. Balancing objectivity and support. So managerial objectivity. As a manager, you must objectively assess performance, address issues, and ensure tasks are completed to meet organizational standards. So that's kind of the managerial role within this this topic. And then mentoring support. In the mentoring role, you really want to emphasize that support and encouragement and create an environment where the mentee feels comfortable discussing challenges, seeking advice, and exploring opportunities of growth. So how these kind of go hand in hand is like, it can be tough being a manager and being like, well, I'm a manager and I kind of want that synergy with being a mentor, but now I have to tell Susie that she's not doing it right or she's not doing it good. Well, I'm a firm believer of keeping that same momentum. Like, hey, Susie, let's talk about this. This thing wasn't done correctly. So here's how it needs to be done correctly. Let's talk about how we can make sure that you know that and set you up for success. And it could be as simple as Susie didn't realize she did it wrong. And so it's a super easy fix. But then you're going to lean into that emphasizing of support. You want to really give that support. So like, how can I help you be successful in this? And encourage them. Hey, you're still new, so you're still learning, and that's okay. 
One thing that I try to do is take ownership. If I didn't set someone up for success, that's totally on me. So if I made the assumption that they've done this before, they know how to do X, Y, and Z, I take ownership of that. Susie, I'm sorry. I totally thought that we went over that and I missed that or I you know, I didn't dive into that deep enough. Let's dive into it now so that you're set up for success moving forward and just giving that support. Like, Come to me with any questions. Come to me with any concerns. Let's do this together because again, your success is my success and I want you to learn and grow. Also, just allowing them to kind of like discuss challenges and seek advice from you because you want to make sure that that mentee feels really comfortable with that. Just like we want team members, again, to feel super comfortable with that. It's so important to really nurture and cultivate that relationship so that they come to you and express those feelings. Communication skills. This is a big one. Managerial communication. So we want to make sure that we're using clear and concise communication in the managerial role. So we want to provide specific feedback on tasks, projects, and performance metrics, making sure that we're just really communicating those things to them so that they know what they're doing well, where they can improve, and how the projects are going. As a mentor with the mentoring communication, it's really important to focus on the active listening and open communication. Understand the mentee's perspective, encourage them to express their goals, and then tailor your guidance to their individual needs. So for me as a manager and really finding this synergy with mentoring as a manager, it's really just learning to be dynamic in your leadership skills because people who work for you, whether it's a small business, whether it's volunteer, whether it's at a large organization, whether you have one employee or 500, it's so important to be able to adapt your leadership skills to their learning skill, like their learning dynamic, right? So one of the main questions I always ask in interviews is like, what's your learning style? Because for me, it's hands-on. I do not like reading an instructional man- like manual, like no thank you. I don't even like proofreading myself. So if you give me something to proofread, it's like, okay, slow down, Katie, and read this thing because that's not how I function. And so if I, as a manager or as a mentor, am handing someone here, here's a manual, read it, good luck, but they're hands-on, that's not going to help them succeed. That's going to literally set them up for failure because they're probably not going to read it as intensely. Like, yes, I think it's so important that everyone is familiar with an employee handbook or a mission statement or the vision of the organization, all those things, and they have to eventually read it or should read it. But if you can adapt to their learning style as a leader, you're going to get them so much further. So it's really important to focus on that active listening and open communication because then you can hear their needs, hear where their mind is at, and help them learn and grow in a way that's going to best fit their their learning style and their needs. Um, again, and then it, it kind of goes back to like understanding their perspective um, and just giving them an open platform to express that. So my team and I, we try to have weekly team meetings. This is at my day job. Um, And then I try to have one-on-ones with them like every 30, 60, 90 days, even if it's not a review point, just because I want them to have that open communication with me. And then at that point, they can give me feedback too. They, If I'm actively listening, I'm going to hear like what they're struggling with. And then I can start to piecemeal what I can do to help them get better. I mean, let's take a step back and an example of this. If someone's really struggling, they may not know what the solution is. In my opinion, in most scenarios, you can help them talk through it and find the solution together. But one thing you don't want to do is 
okay, well, how are you going to fix that? Like, let's just say someone who's like struggling emotionally. If you come to me like, well, what do you normally do to cope? How would you fix this? They probably came to you because they're not in the right mind and they don't have the mental capacity to figure out what the solution is in that moment. So if they're frustrated, if your team member's frustrated and struggling, you don't want to say, okay, like what's your solution now? They may not have one and they may not have one because that's why they're coming to you. They're struggling because they don't have that. So you want to make sure that you're actively listening so that you can help guide them and get to their individual needs so that they can be successful. So it's super important. Um, number five, if these are numbered, um, I'm talk- I want to talk about aligning goals, managerial goals. So on the managerial side of this, you want to ensure that the team's goals align with the organization's objectives. Monitor progress, address challenges, and celebrate achievements that contribute to the overall success of the business. And on the mentoring goals, you want to align the mentee goals with their career aspirations and the organization's needs. So track their progress, celebrate their milestones, and provide constructive feedback to support their personal and professional development. This is something that I think a lot of managers overlook, right? So if I'm struggling personally because my role is not super organized, I'm a type A person, and the schedule is just all over the place, and the role itself is not specifically spelled out, I could really struggle with that personally, even if I'm professionally very strong and good at what I do. And this is actually so true to me. I started out working in food and beverage and hospitality. And I loved it and I was very good at it. But what I struggled with was all the miscellaneous pieces that fell on my plate and not having a structured schedule. So just not having very clear expectations. Even though I knew what my job was, I was a food and beverage team member. I was on the managerial team and I wanted to make sure that events and dining experiences were executed to the best that we could so that the patron or member had the best experience the daily grind of it was challenging because I didn't come in and feel like I checked all the boxes. I didn't come in and feel like I was productive. Some of my role was just being present on the floor in case something came up. And for my personality, for my personal life, that was a struggle. Also not knowing necessarily what time I was leaving because in food and beverage, for any of you that know hospitality, know that there's like openers, closers, and mid-shifters, generally speaking. And if I was a mid-shifter, that could be anywhere from 12 to 8 p.m., 12 to 9 p.m., 10 p.m. It really just depended on the day and how busy we were. And that was also hard for me. Now I'm in a role that I think speaks greatly to my personality. I know what time I work. Now I often stay late, But I know that I can go home at 4 o'clock, at 5 o'clock, at 6 o'clock and come back earlier the next day to fix things. I'm not necessarily governed by the operations. And so it fits so much better. But someone might not have known that I was struggling in food and beverage if they didn't care to pay attention to my perspective and basically my overall goals and my individual needs because I struggled with that sort of structure or lack thereof. You know, I'm, you know, I work at a military club now and I love the structure that I have and I'm able to kind of plan around it. And I'm at the point where, and a lot of it I have matured since my food and beverage days, but I'm also at a point where I'm able to 
create margin in my own day for when people just walk in and spur of the moment need something, or if an incident happens, or if I have to report a claim for workers comp, like it's so much easier for me to navigate. Now, don't get me wrong. I still, um, hit my capacity at times and get overstimulated, but I can kind of plan for that. And food and beverage, not only was I not in that place mentally, but I also just didn't know how to make it fit my personality. So those are things to keep in mind as a manager, right? Because if I'm managing my prior self, I might see that. I might say, hey, maybe it's time to think about a career shift. Maybe it's time to think about like how you can structure things differently. For someone in food and beverage, if you need that structure, it might be best to be a closer because you know you come in at two and you know you stay till closing. Whereas a mid-shifter, you don't necessarily know when you're going to leave. And as an opener, you might end up staying a little bit later anyways. But like you just have to kind of understand your mentee or your team member to help them build out what they need. Hopefully that's all making sense. It's a lot going into it, but I, I think you get the gist of it. Um, number six, which is kind of my last point that I want to hit on is time management, managerial time. You want to allocate time for managerial tasks, such as team meetings, projects, oversight, strategic planning, and just time for you to get your own to-do list done. But mentoring time, you want to make sure that you dedicate separate time for mentoring sessions where the focus is on the individual's growth of your team and where you create a schedule that allows for both managerial responsibilities and one-on-one mentoring interactions. This is something new for me because I used to kind of piggyback these together, but I'm realizing with my team, it's more important to, even if we have like a team meeting, then at the end, wrap up with kind of the mentoring time and just making myself accessible. And when I have those one-on-ones, like I mentioned, that sometimes hit 30, 60, 90 days, I also need to slow down and make sure that we're not just talking about performance, but I'm just there as a mentor to my team members because it can get convoluted. It can get kind of overwhelming. And I think that some of us, like myself, can compartmentalize and flip that switch really quickly, but team members can't always do it. So it's important to lean into time management skills because you want to make sure that you are giving time to both these roles so you can really support your team members. It's just it's just so, so important. So successfully wearing both hats really requires this like balance slash synergy between managerial efficiency and mentoring empathy. By recognizing this distinct responsibilities of each role and adapting our leadership styles accordingly so that we're meeting the learning styles of our team members, you can create a workplace culture that fosters both professional success and personal development. And I love this. I think we all love this. If we can hit on that synergy, let's do it. This dual approach really enhances the overall effectiveness of your leadership, contributing to the growth and satisfaction of your team members and to the organization as a whole. So if you're a small business owner, this is huge. Even if you only have two or three team members, it is so important that you're getting that like synergy so that your company can continue to grow and the people within it are learning and growing. And it's going to lessen your turnover. Your like your retention is going to be higher. It's going to be great. The morale is going to be better and the productivity is going to be better because people want to work harder and serve a leader, a mentor, someone who cares about them more so than someone who's just barking orders at them. So as a quick recap, we talked about understanding the managerial role, kind of those responsibilities and leadership styles, embracing the mentoring role, building those relationships and and leaning into guidance and development, um, balancing 
basically the objectives and support, communication skills where it comes in as managerial versus mentoring communication, aligning goals as a whole for your department or your team or your business, and then time management, making yourself accessible so that your team members can get the most out of their relationship with you, both as a manager and as a mentor. Again, super huge, super important, and it's really a fun dance to try because it pays back in dividends. So guys, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I would love to hear your tips and tricks of what has worked for you and what kind of like, it's it's just neat to me how people can pivot and move and adapt. And so I would love to have you reach out in a DM or shoot me an email so that we can connect and I can hear your thoughts on this episode. Until next time, keep on diving in. I'm Katie, your host, and I hope you have a wonderful, fulfilling day. Talk soon.